Happy Monday, Seattle hockey fans. I am coming to you live from beyond enemy territory. And yes, there will be talk about the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And of course, we're going to get into the most recent contract signing for the Seattle Kraken. And a list of bold predictions, five of them. What are my thoughts? Let's get into it on this Monday episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. And yes, I am coming to you live from Las Vegas. Allegiant Stadium is right behind me. And uh, I was here for the WNBA All-Star Weekend. Congratulations to Seattle Storm guard Jewel Lloyd, who took home MVP of the All-Star Weekend, Jewel Lloyd dropped 31 points in the WNBA's All-Star Game for Team Brianna Stewart. Storm fans will know that name very well. And Team Stewie gets the win over Team Wilson pretty convincingly. So anyway, I was here covering that, and now I get to cover the Seattle Kraken, and I mentioned it in passing, but we got some news. But I am here to talk about the Seattle Kraken, and I mentioned it in passing in the cold open and also just in the introduction, but uh, the Seattle Kraken have signed Edward Shala to a three-year entry-level deal that's valued at 950k AAV. Quote, we're excited to officially welcome Edward to the Kraken organization. That's Ron Francis in the press release. He was one of the youngest players in Czechia's top league last season and impressed our staff with his hockey sense and overall skill set. We're looking forward to his continued development this season. Now, I told you that Shala really impressed me by going to throw the first pitch from the rubber, mind you at a Seattle, a Seattle Mariners game and threw a strike. I think that's a strike, whether you're going by the eye test or AI technology. Speaking of the Seattle Mariners, I saw that Everett Fitzhugh and his child made their first trip out to T-Mobile. Uh, also, DJ Trunks, I believe, and his family were out in attendance as well. So uh, I hope that you are enjoying your post-All-Star weekend Mariners fans, we definitely saw some Kraken overlap. Speaking of also Seattle Kraken adjacent people or Seattle Kraken players on social media, I believe it was both Philip Grubauer and Brandon Tanev maybe taking their talents to the open water and fishing. Uh, and uh, so with Philip Grubauer, uh, you know, talking about not just eating fish, but catching them as well. Always fun to kind of see what's going around on social media in the off season. But um, 
about a week and a half ago, probably now, closer to the draft, we were able to talk about Shala. And yes, I did mention his first pitch because, hey, I'm a baseball fan. I think y'all know that through and through. But, um, you know, it was good to just get a sense of, of, you know, what his motivation is, how he feels about coming to the Seattle Kraken. So I want to take you back to his conversation. This was from Development Camp. How's, uh, how's the week been for you with the draft and coming up here and this whole experience? Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, first start with the draft. Uh, I didn't sleep well. Yeah, I was a little bit nervous before the draft, but after the draft, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, now uh, first two days is very good. Uh, I like it here, and yeah, we'll see what happens next. How did you feel the uh, first day out there today? Yeah, not best. <laughs> it was my first time, yeah. Uh, I feel a little bit bad, but yeah, I think uh, more couple of uh, eyes and I will be good. Did, did you know anyone out there from playing with guys through the years or playing against them, or was it pretty new all across the board? I think pretty new. Uh, maybe the Shane Wright, I played against him to U20. And yeah, that's it. What did you think about yeah, he's good. Uh, I like it. I met him uh, yesterday. Uh, he's a good guy. And yeah, I'm looking forward. He's a good guy and yeah, still a good player. Do you think back to that, the World Juniors and kind of the emotion and the disappointment of that? How often do you think about that still? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, after 20, 20 years we won some medal in the 20. Yeah, it was amazing. We have a good group there and we play good, uh, good uh, part of style of game. And yeah, it was good. Good experience uh, uh, for all of all of us, and the yeah, idea was good. Um, you seem like kind of an effort, effortless, effortless skater. Tell us about your yeah. yeah, I think yeah, uh, it looked like a little bit, but I think yeah, I, my opportunity is uh, good skater, playmaker. Uh, skill guy and uh, making players around me better and I think yeah I need more kilos and yeah we'll see <laughs> what, what are you hoping to kind of take out of this week yeah just uh, new experience I think uh, have a fun here I think yeah just uh, be ready for the next game or something like that and be ready for to play better and better is the plan for you to play in the OHL this year for Barry? Is that what you're planning on doing? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's one of uh, one of the plans is play here in Barry. But yeah, we'll see. Do you think you can be a playmaker at higher levels and in the NHL, or do you think your coaches will ask you to be more selfish and shoot more? I think um, I like it more passing. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I think. Uh, I I know how guys how I can score the goal. I think yeah, it's it's long long way, and I think yeah, I can I can do both. How did you feel throwing out the first pitch at the Mariners game? You did pretty well, right down the middle. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was. I was a little bit nervous before because in Czech we uh, don't have the baseball too much. Yeah, it's not popular there. Yeah, it was my first uh, first pitch. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Did you get a beforehand? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Did, did you have fun with the game, getting a chance to watch? Baseball game in yeah, it was uh, something new. This was my first time I uh, watching the golf. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah. Have you played other sports that maybe helped with that get that motion? Yeah, tennis maybe tennis. Yeah, tennis. I play tennis for a high level. 
and yeah, maybe tennis. <laughs> Who's your Czech hero? Is it Jager or somebody else? I think uh, Martin Irat or Robert Kron. Yeah. Oh, it's from your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That worked out okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, were you hoping that Seattle would be interested in you in that way with the connection with Robert and everything? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it was cool. Uh, everybody's uh, good, good, good manager there. Yeah, it's good stuff here, and yeah, I like it here. What have your first impressions sort of been of being in Seattle? Yeah, uh, it's uh, I think unbelievable because in Czech is small city. Czech is a small country, and yeah, in Brno is small city. Here, uh, here is everything bigger, and yeah, I like it. Good people there, and uh, here, and yeah, that's it. Awesome, guys. Thank, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So once again, you got to hear from Edward Shalawi. Also over on Locked on Kraken had a little bit of his comments right after the draft coming to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, You know, I think he's got a lot of great energy. He's young. It was mentioned in that clip that we played today. And again, if you check out the full conversation over on our YouTube page, Locked on Kraken. And if you're not already subscribed, go ahead and do that. But um, probably going to play in the OHL. Emerald City Hockey put out some tweets. A lot of other people put out some tweets regarding the options that Shala will have comparative to what we've seen with like Shane Wright. And obviously, Maddie Beneers had a different uh, development plan. So you're going to see what this means for Shala. But we've got him for three years, entry-level contract. Likely not going to see him in the OHL and the, or the NHL, obviously, this year. Um, likely not going to see him in the AHL or in the NHL this season, but very curious to see how he grows and develops along with the rest of our prospects. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to spend the rest of the episode going through some bold predictions, and these are actually not bold predictions that I made, but we're going to head over to the hockey writers and hear what they have to say. Five bold predictions. One includes the Winter Classic. And, of course, the team who resides right here in this city, the Vegas Golden Knights. So you're not going to want to miss that coming up on Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by FanDuel. Well, take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets. That's up to $200. That's right. in bonus bets, whether you win or whether you lose. $200 that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over, under, and future NHL future bets, which is my personal favorite to take a look at. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best part is also you get your payouts instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. So sign up today at FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com backslash NHL. That's FanDuel.com backslash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right. Happy Monday, Seattle hockey fans. I am in Las Vegas Coming to you from my hotel room after being here for the WNBA All-Star Weekend. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm headed poolside a little bit later. And, um, you know, going to have some fun in the sun 
until, uh, you know, I can't stand it anymore. But uh, thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, hello. If you're listening on any of the platforms, audio platforms, including, of course, the Sirius SXM app where you just search Kraken and you'll find the Locked on Kraken show. I'm so grateful for the everydayers and the everydayers and the OG everydayers know that I had a bold prediction. It came to a crumble with the Vegas Golden Knights winning their first Stanley Cup. But um, I like that a lot of everydayers have supported my bold prediction by saying, technically, maybe, probably, almost, kind of, sort of, whatever, I said that the Seattle Kraken would win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the Vegas Golden Knights, of course, are the reigning Stanley Cup champions. However, if the Seattle Kraken get their first championship in fewer seasons than the Vegas Golden Knights did. Does that prediction still count? No, no, I don't think it does. But thank you for the assist, A for effort. But let's talk about some bold predictions. I do like five bold predictions. I like big, bad bold predictions. And this is coming from Neil Villapiano over on the Hockey Writers. Check out Neil's work. But uh, this is an article that came out last month. And, um, or excuse me, this is an article. So this is an article by Neil that came out over the weekend. Five bold Kraken predictions for the 23-24 season. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to show this to you just a little bit. But don't worry, if you're listening on audio, you can follow along. So now let's talk about these bold predictions here that Neil has. I'm going to go through them categorically and then we'll do a deeper dive. We'll go in depth, if you will. First bold prediction of five, the Kraken will win the Pacific Division. That's bold prediction number one. Bold prediction number two, Maddie Beneers scores 40 goals. Bold prediction number three, the Kraken record the first shutout in winter classic history. Bold prediction number four, the Kraken acquire Connor Hellebuck. At the trade deadline. Okay, I'm definitely going to talk about that one. And the Kraken make a run to the Western Conference Final. Okay, now the thing about these predictions is that some of them are contingent upon each other. Let's start with number one. And for the rest of the episode, we're going to work through these bold predictions. And I'm going to give it a think. I haven't, I, I want to make sure we're done in free agency uh, including, speaking of Dunn, D-O-N-E, I also want to figure out what's going on with Vince Dunn, D-U-N-N, before I make any bold predictions. But okay, we're going to start from the top as they do in choir rehearsal. The Kraken will win the Pacific Division. Now, this is an interesting one, and if you listen to me um, with... Uh, I just did a roundtable with a few other black hockey writers. And the thing that I was talking about is what I talk about on this show a lot. We have to be careful about the Pacific division. I do think we can be a contender. We did a lot better than I thought we were going to do last year, um, being a wild card from the Pacific division. But everyone in the Pacific division, in theory, should be getting better over the next handful of seasons. Now, the Anaheim Ducks... 
the Vancouver Canucks and um, ooh, the Calgary Flames. Now, those are teams that, for one reason or another, are maybe having a little bit of difficulty. But then you've got the L.A. Kings, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the Seattle Kraken, I do think, have potential. And obviously, our playoff berth last season was evident of that. But we've already seen that our bottom four, um, our, our bottom two, excuse me, we've already seen, though, that you know our bottom six forward lines are are different. Geeky's gone. Uh, Sprung is gone. My guy, Ryan Donato is gone. We're probably not going to see Martin Jones. Uh, you know, th- there's a lot that we have to figure out here. Carson Soucy, as I mentioned, Vince Dunn. So I, I like this and we should definitely aspire to it, but it's going to be hard. That's what I have to say about that one, but it's the hard that makes it great. Yes. You are going to get baseball references right here on locked on Kraken. Field of Dreams, great movie. I don't care what everyone else says. Uh, all right, Matty Beneers scores 40 goals. I mean, why not? You know, what do you do after you win the Calder? Go score 40 goals. But let's let's put this into context. All right, so let's take a look at Maddie's stats just so we can contextualize this bold prediction. All right, so in the playoffs, you see seven points overall, three goals. Uh, career playoffs, obviously, the exact same. Now, last year, um, Maddie Beneers scored uh, 24 goals and had 57 points overall. So, 40 goals. He's a little less than doubling that, right? He's going to... He's going to, you know, if he doubled up, he'd be actually closer to 50. So um, I think it's doable. I think it also depends on what the Seattle Kraken need from him, not only offensively, but defensively. So I like this. And the reason that I like this is because for me, this would be indicative of the Seattle Kraken continuing to elevate uh, and mature their offense. But that is what it's going to take. So Maddie Beneers becoming a 40 goal scorer is, in my opinion, contingent on a few other things. We're going to get to one more prediction before the break, and then we'll close out with my thoughts on prediction, bold predictions four and five from Neil over at the Hockey Writers. Okay, the next bold prediction, of course, uh, that we read out here, is um, that the Kraken will record the first shutout in Winter Classic history. Now, I'm going to tell you I really liked this one. It was a little bit of history that, quite frankly, I wasn't paying much attention to. But um, so we know that we're going to be hosting the Vegas Golden Knights uh, the Se- at the Seattle-, Seattle Mariners home stadium. Neil goes on to write, there's a lot of hype, of course. But here's the, the-, the sentence. Uh, or sentences, excuse me, that I want to call attention to. Quote, my prediction is that the Kraken will not only win their first ever outdoor game, yeah, that was added for dramatic effect, back to the direct quote, but they will record the first shutout in winter classic history. While there have been shutouts in previous outdoor games, there has not been one in a winter classic matchup. 
that's going to change on January 1st, 2024. Now, I got to say, that's my favorite bold prediction. I've been showing you the logo. Winter classic. Here we come, baby. I'm excited. And yes, I would love for the Seattle Kraken to make a bit of history, especially against the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's bold prediction number three from Neil over at the Hockey Writers. I'm giving you my opinion on those before later in the week. I give you my bold predictions. I hope to have it later in the week, I should say, because again, I want to know what we're doing in free agency. I want to know what we're doing with Vince Dunn before I make my big, bad, bold prediction. But if you're an everydayer, you know that we will have that coming up throughout the offseason, maybe even taking it all the way to training camp. We have to see how I'm feeling about my personal big, bad, bold prediction. I can tell you what's on my wish list, and maybe we will do that before I get to bold predictions, including a little bit of sandpaper. That's right. I want some sandpaper on this lineup, baby. All right. Let's get to predictions four and five as we close out this Monday edition of Locked on Kraken. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Every day, as you already know how it goes, you make us your first listen of the day, and then you go listen to another show. We want you to check out Locked on NHL. Spent a lot of time talking about the NHL show and some of the bold predictions or winners, losers that they had, hot takes that they had regarding free agency in the Pacific Division. So I'll every once in a while dip and dabble, especially on uh, Pacific or Western Conference Tuesdays, and uh, you know we'll get a little crossover there. But if you don't already check out Locked On NHL, including on Friday's episode, I did my women's hockey spotlight, bringing you up to date on everything happening. And oh baby, there was a big article that dropped talking about the hockey writers. Uh, there was a big article that dropped, and um, there was a big women's hockey article that dropped today and so you'll have to wait and see what i talk about on the next women's hockey spotlight every other friday all right back to the bold predictions let's go so the next bold prediction is about goaltending i know i want to give a trigger warning and i say this frankly i'm not trying to be insensitive to people who really do need trigger warnings but i do genuinely believe that for some people talking about seattle goaltending is triggering myself included at times but this is about trade deadline moves and that's one of the my favorite parts about this particular bold prediction that neil puts through because i'm inclined to and shout out to zach who told me that he's listening. They told me they're listening to Locked on Kraken and had some thoughts about particularly uh, the the hypothetical of, of going after Nylander and why the Seattle Kraken have to get aggressive. And what I told Zach is that I think we're going to go the conservative route sooner rather than later. But the reason I like this prediction by Neil is because he's talking about the trade deadline. Now, in the very short history of the Seattle Kraken, we have been active in season, whether that's at the trade deadline or on the waiver wire. Hello, Ellie Tolvanen. And so I think that the timing at the trade deadline is really interesting to me. And again, I do think 
that talking to Seattle Kraken fans about goaltending is a little bit agitating for some fans. And I think it's probably going to be a conversation where the fan base is divided, at least for years to come, unless we get the Philip Grubauer that we did in the playoffs all season long. Now, on the back end of the regular season, you'd be hard-pressed to hear anyone who's really watching the Seattle Kraken say that Philip Grubauer didn't make improvements. And that is a fact, especially after a really rough season one. But if you are an everydayer and an OG, you know that while I find some of what Philip Grubauer's chemistry perhaps was with some of the with some of the systems of the Seattle Kraken, I never thought that it was fair to put so much on him or Dave Haxel at that, at, um, you know, in that first season. And so th- th- I do think we need to figure out goaltending. Martin Jones was fantastic when he was fantastic. And then, you know, the, the, everything fizzled out. You know, so what happens after the love is gone? That's an old school song. You should look it up. But um, after the love is gone, what happens? And um, we know we we signed Joey Decord. We re-signed Joey Decord. So where does that leave room for Chris Drieger? You know, I think that by giving Joey Decord the type of contract that he got, knowing that Chris Drieger's coming back from rehab actually ended the hockey season in Coachella Valley, backstopping Joey Decord. Um, I think the signals that we're getting from the Seattle Kraken is that you have to perform. You have to perform in net. And the reason I like this is because I think there is a realm of possibility that they want to get aggressive with goaltending. Connor Hellebuck, 35, 40, uh, 35, 45, nine record in the last two seasons, three goals against average, an eight, nine, two save percentage, eh, you know, eh, Vesna a winner. So, you know, is it going to be Hellebuck? I don't know. Doesn't want to go to back to Winnipeg. Do we have the money? Sure. We're in a pretty good spot right there, but, are we going to have pieces? And that's effectively what Neil is talking about when it comes to trades. Uh, what are we going to have? But this is another thing that Neil wrote, which I agree with. And that's why I wanted to mention Zach and the, the comment on social media quote, while the Kraken aren't quite there yet, they will get the opportunity to acquire the netminder at the deadline. And Ron Francis will pull the trigger. Now, when he says aren't quite there yet, he meant, regarding being a contender because they're saying that Hellebuck doesn't want to go back to Winnipeg, but he does want to go to a contender. I think that's kind of the conversation that I was having, at least regarding Eric Carlson, right? Ron Francis will pull the trigger though. Those last few words in the sentence are intriguing to me because I I said to Zach on social media, I think we're still going to be that conservative team for a little longer. My gut was telling me that yes, trade deadline is probably when we'll see Ron Francis get a little bit more aggressive. So let's keep an eye on this one. And then Neil closes out his bold predictions with the Kraken make a run to the Western Conference final. Quote, with the improvements of the team, as well as others taking major steps forward, the Kraken are ready to make their first long run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It will culminate with them reaching their first Western Conference final in franchise history. Seattle is slowly 
but surely building itself into a consistent playoff contender. They will build off last season's success with even with an even more magical run this year. Now, I love the wording of this prediction. I I listen. If you're an everydayer, you know. I said I don't know that it's that I think the Seattle Kraken will have a better season than next year. I the jury's still out for me. Again, I want to see what we we're doing, how we complete the offseason. I think we're pretty we're we're pretty close to complete. Got to figure out what's happening with Vince Dunn and the arbitration arbitration hearing. Um Here's the thing, folks. Uh, for those listening on audio, I've paused a few times for uh, dramatic effect. The Seattle Kraken, do I believe that the Seattle Kraken will have another magical run? I want to believe that so badly. And I'm excited to like really wrap my mind around that. But here's why I think they'll have a magical run, because they have to. I keep saying we caught lightning in a bottle in season two, and it's going to be tough. Ron Francis is going to be under massive scrutiny and criticism and likely more so Dave Haxtell um, if we don't have a magical run, if we don't win the division and or make it to the Western Conference final. You know, I did a show where uh, the main question I was asking is, was the second season for the Seattle Kraken a bust? And that came from a question that was asked to me um, by Gil Martin for something that we were doing on Locked on NHL. And Gil said, so before you get mad, because was it like, you know, I knew it was going to draw attention and I wanted to have a conversation. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not mad that I used it in the thumbnail. But um, what Gil said when he asked that question is, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Something to that effect. Was this season for the Seattle Kraken a bust? Was it a disappointment? And of course I said no. No, it was not a disappointment. It was magical. Like Neil wrote, it was beautiful. I was so proud to cover this team. I was so honored to work with some of the people, and I am honored to work with some of the people that cover this team. It wasn't a bust, baby. It was beautiful. And when you capture that kind of magic in your second season, yeah, the general manager, the the front office staff, and the coaching staff are going to have a lot of pressure to find next year's version of that. Does that mean making a deeper run? Is it having a better performance, a more consistent performance in the regular season? Hopefully it's both of those things. But I like this bold prediction, Neil. I like it. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to withhold my bold predictions and my opinion on whether I think this is going to happen or not. I want a little bit more information. But I will have my bold predictions. Um, We'll talk about it. And so something to look forward to this offseason with Locked on Kraken. But it's time for me to head to the pool. I'm going to stand out or lounge out in the sun for just as long as I can stand it, which is probably not going to be long in this Vegas heat. 
But um, as always, thank you so much for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. We bring you your team every day as a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I am Erica L. Ayala, your first and only ever host of Locked on Kraken. And I told the everydayers that I, coming up soon, will also be writing in a contributor to CBS Sports when it comes to the National Hockey League, among other things like WNBA, which is why I was here in Vegas this week. So stay tuned. So you're going to get a lot. We're going to get more bold predictions. I wanted to start with Niels and let me know, what do you think about Niels' five bold predictions? Which one do you like? Which one do you think is super, super bold? And which one do you think is maybe within reach? Let me know in the comments or just like Zach did, you can um, just message me on Twitter at E, oh, here we go, at ELindsay08 or at Locked on Kraken. Until the next episode, hold fast, stay true, be kind and loving to yourself and to everyone else. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go cracking. Enjoy your Monday.